As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. friends, you're tuned in to episode 85 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig, with me as always is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, yep. how you doing? I'm good, boy! Boy, boy! I'm good, how are you doing? Ah, doing alright, kind of tired, but you know, I'm I here. hear that, I hear that. Hanging out, good, talking about some video games. Dude, this has been a pretty video gamey week. Honestly, yeah. Uh, a couple announcements real quick. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, now in case you haven't heard. If you're listening to this on Spotify, good job. Hey. Keep it up. Uh, if not, then listen to it again on Spotify. Just listen to it again anywhere. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, another one, uh, Planet Comic Con 2019 in Kansas City is this weekend as of this recording. Uh, our panel is a live episode uh, record, uh, light up, bleh, live episode recording about being a positive force in gaming culture. So if you're going to, if you're going to the con, be sure to swing by Friday at 4.30 p.m. Uh, we're going to try to get it recorded and put it up as an episode, so if you can't make it, don't worry. We still love you. Well, you do. Speak for yourself. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I still love you. Well, I'm going to be matters. on that panel, and if I don't get support from every single listener, well, well uh, then I might just ask nicely. Hey, I'm not going to the panel. Boy, this is uncomfortable. So, yeah. Um, video games are cool. Video games are video very games cool. Video games are sure pretty cool. Um Video games sure happened this week. Dude, okay, I, I'm not sure what we're naming the episode for sure this week, but we toyed around with the name Video Games, like just, just Video, video games. games. Because It's either going to be that or just all caps, what is happening? What is happening, dude? <laughs> okay, so let's go day-ish by day-ish. Uh, so first we had Stadia. So yeah. Stadia is Google's announcement that includes a ton of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they had about an hour kind of almost keynote-ish thing that they gave at GDC where they basically showed off, hey, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. We've been hiring all these big people. Like, what's up? We're ready to to play ball. Um, It's funny that... uh, It's funny to see a... So a keynote, you know, a conference that is directed towards investors and non-traditional gamers versus ones that are 
for traditional gamers. It, yeah, absolutely. And their kind of keynote for that, I don't know if you actually watched it. I watched I it over my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very much felt entirely developer and like platform focused. Yeah. Like it was like I felt like I was in a boardroom. They showed off like one or two games, mm-hmm. and it, one of them was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is what Project Stream tested with. So we were just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's going to be on there. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and they showed off. Uh, a little bit of i think you could play the original doom or doom 2016 rather mm-hmm. uh on the show floor but like doom eternal they're like hey it's gonna be on this platform so it's enjoy. funny I, I find it funny that uh all of these like either mobile games or continuous games all have the name of like infinite eternal mm-hmm. like forever yeah and it's just like man what are we gonna do after that you know forever is a long time infinite two right return of forever eternal er oh yeah yeah, man, they they need to hire you. Yeah, what are they I'll, I'll doing? Take it. Hey, spring me on. I'll name some stuff. <laughs> uh, so some of the stuff that they talked about at that Stadia presentation, honestly, like if that stuff land, if they like stick the landing on it, and it, it's completely going to change video games and just how they're kind of consumed and sold and all of that interesting stuff. Totally. So uh, let's let's shotgun blast this. Let's yeah. go through what it is, and then let's talk about our feelings on it so i'm just gonna kind of read these two uh very very quick summary paragraphs from a gamespot.com article uh you should totally go give them a click for it uh google has officially announced stadia this is its new streaming service that it meant to bring games to people anywhere on any device so anything that can run chrome can according to this basically run anything like Mm -hmm. they demoed it on stage with uh somebody like hopped on to their tablet and was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then ended the session and then pulled up their phone with a Bluetooth controller and then was playing that from exactly where they left off. And then it went to like another computer and then a Chromebook and like the worst computer they could possibly buy. Mm -hmm. And then like Chromecasted to the TV using all of that kind of stuff because it's just all running that same kind of Chrome infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Um, They brought on ex-Sony executive Phil Harrison. He came on stage to talk about the usage. He outlined a scenario where you watch video of a game online, and then you just click a link, and then you start playing it in your browser within five seconds. Yeah. Which is wild. That's wild. Like, if just imagine, like, you're just, like, think about how crazy that's going to be for, like, game demos. Right. Like, because they don't have to separate them out anymore. Just, like, make, like, hey, play the first ten minutes of this game just for free Mm -hmm. within your browser right now like right. that's absolutely insane well and then keep keep going because i could say yeah. even more on that uh we then saw Assassin's creed odyssey being played on low power laptops desktops and tablets with the same experience i mentioned that earlier uh this concluded with the game being played on a tv with a chromecast ultra streaming device afterward we learned that doom eternal will also be available on stadia we got a look at the stadia controller and learned about its cross-platform support uh which is cool that is cool that is really cool um you can get the full rundown and a roundup on the Google um, the Google Stadia Gaming News from GameSpot.com. Uh, they also talked a lot about... This article didn't go into a ton of it. I think it's going to try to play a video, which is not great. Um, they mentioned that all of the game instances are going to be... Uh, they're all going to be from Google's data center. So all of these are beginning... To be I think that's the most exciting part. Absolutely. Like, you don't have to worry about oh, well, I have this garbage computer, which I do. Right. And I want to play this brand new game, but I don't want to pay, you know, five, $600 for the brand new box that whoever is selling. Or, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have to go through and build a computer. Dude, I, can... I, just, I just set up the HTC Vive that I've owned for a while, but I have not had a computer to play it on. 
uh, finally got that all up and running, which was very fun. But it was really making me talk through like how much it takes to get that set up. I have to, of course, own the Vive, but I also have to have a computer that is capable of running all of that. And I also have to have like a space to put that up, which of course the space is irrelevant to the Google thing. But the idea of like all of these barriers to entry to get there, not, you know, not to even mention the money, uh, that's tough. Like that yeah, is why absolutely. everybody doesn't have a Vive or even any VR. Gaming it's prohibitively. Just, it's kind of an expensive hobby. Yeah. Like, well, especially that. And, uh, and yeah, so when you, when you look at other things like, uh, uh, fragmented, I don't know if that's the right word, but player base that's split between, uh, PC and, and different consoles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even mobile, there are all these ways that gamers have to pick and choose where they're going to play. And the whole idea is that this is going to solve that by, uh, giving you access to all these games on any device that basically can hook up to a Microsoft service, which now also will include Nintendo. Or uh, we'll include the Switch. Uh, but that stuff's super cool for a lot of reasons. I could want to send you a game and you could just boot it up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, you know, your computer has to be, you know, kind of reasonable, but your computer isn't doing heavy lifting. Your computer is basically just uh, a movie theater screen where the, the projector is doing all the work and the projector in this case are Google servers. Uh, so all you have to do is have a screen, you know, and so and a keyboard and mouse and you're good to go. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. PC. Yeah, and and they said that it's going to support. They they have a dedicated Stadia controller, which looks like a controller. Like it, it it in my mind, it looks like something that you would kind of, if you were watching a TV show or like a sitcom, and somebody like had just a fake gaming console and mm-hmm. they just had a controller, it looks exactly like yeah. this. Like if you three D printed, and Y, right? It's got a D pad. It's got sticks, and it's got like a for lack of a better term, a start and select button. It's got Google Assistant support, which is mm-hmm. interesting, but everything Google does now anyway yeah. does. Well, if it's as good as the other, you know, the other robot servant services, uh, then sweet. Because, like, I know PlayStation, if I plug in my mic, I can mm-hmm. technically do voice commands, but no. Nah, right. Doing yeah, I honestly completely forget it has that feature. Right. Uh, they also mentioned that uh, they at launch, it's going to stream 4K 60 FPS, which is pretty wild. Yeah. And they said they're shooting higher than that. Uh, the fact that it's streamed at all and it can hit that today right. is huge. Right. Uh, uh, boy. I mean, they're not even saying, like, we expect to have it soon. Like, it's definitely possible and we'll have it yeah, soon. Yeah, they straight like, up said, at launch, this is what we are doing. Like, it's going to be our software, our, excuse me, our, our data centers, which are going to be running this, have custom-built hardware, to, like, entirely for this. Mm-hmm. And it's basically your... They didn't go into pricing, unfortunately, or a lot of games, but they said, like, you would be paying this amount of money to be on this service, or you would, I, I don't know how it would work, but right. you basically would just click a link and then just be playing it immediately, and it would just take that instance from the hardware there and just stream it directly to you. So the the first question that you'd have there is, what if I don't have good internet? Can I play this game if I don't have good internet? And the answer seems to be, yes, you can, uh, based on the Ubisoft stuff, the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, for the demo. most part. Yeah. I would say. Uh, there's definitely, like, a cutoff. Um, I know I was in the Project Stream beta. It worked great. But uh, they did say, hey, 25 megabits down is going to be, like, the cutoff point for, like, what is acceptable quality. Like, you should probably not do this unless you have that. Mm-hmm. And there were people online reporting that they were getting by just fine. Like, even on Wi-Fi with a bunch of other people using 
yeah, you know, like the internet. But even then, they were only down to like nineteen, and they were still working fine. There were some hiccups, sure. I, I'm always surprised at how well my girlfriend's internet runs. Like when I'm in a game, like download speeds are bad. They mm. they're very very slow. But uh, but we are on the basic package, so it's to be expected. But when I'm in a game, so if I'm in Apex or I'm in, I'm in Overwatch, I don't really have lag. Like I'm always surprised at how uh, how unaffected my game is by that speed. So given there's a lot, you know, there's a big difference between playing Overwatch with 12 people on screen or even Apex with a bunch more people. Uh, there's a big difference between that and running all of Ubisoft and or of all of Assassin's Creed and streaming all of that through, like where all the all the power is being done on the other side and it's trying to get through a tiny little pipeline. Mm. That's a big difference. But, you know, if I'm having as much success now with the, the slow, I mean, like three megabytes of, of internet, uh, I'm hopeful for for this like if you're saying it worked at like 19 yeah i believe it which sure i mean that is also just an anecdote from a stranger on the internet right but that's pretty a lot of people seem to say to have for similar sure. like it, it seemed like people replying to that particular post i think it was on reddit said yeah like this is kind of checking out with my experience too and i think it's a really neat thing um i do like so before i get into kind of my take on it a little bit more um they're also building it around it's it's kind of it's integrated heavily into youtube just kind of as a platform which i think is really interesting Mm -hmm. um so you will be able to pretty much immediately stream your games which isn't very uncommon anymore you know xbox and the ps4 both have like built-in streaming like applications and like that kind of software Mm -hmm. but they are planning on you can just stream your game directly to like your youtube channel and it's actually going to be like you have your one instance of that game getting like sent over to you, but there's going to be another like set aside instance of like computing power that is going to only be doing that streaming. So you're not actually taking any sort of latency hit. Hmm. So it's just going to all be handling that in the background, which I think is a really smart move. Um, and then you can even uh, game developers can go through and if they want to code their games to where you can like have say you're watching like somebody do like a challenge run or something of a video game and you want to be doing the exact same they are but they have like a special like item in their inventory that causes that to happen and it's hard to find that item then theoretically you could just click on the link that they put in the description of the video and just start playing that game with their exact same loadout so you can basically like export like save states Mm -hmm. as games which i think is a really cool thing which is funny before we you know actually get into it that the the playstation news that we're going to get into later in the show it was called basically their nintendo direct Mm -hmm. was called state of play yeah it's like oh man so that's really the thing right now yeah uh yeah that is so cool yeah and they also have uh something i forget what it was called i think it's called crowd play or something they dropped a lot of terms that i do not remember what they are right and do another reason why it felt like like a board meeting or like a sure for investors and not for gamers absolutely like a google like hey we're showing off the new pixel phone totally it has this feature called this i'm like i i just need to know what it does because if it was a game thing like we would not have forgotten any of the big popping words like they would have said them a million times sure they would have been front and center in all the branding but yeah i feel like it's just just easier to describe what it is yeah which in this case so say the example they used was uh say you're watching somebody play nba 2k on a stadia stream and you want to hop in and you can basically just click a button like below the chat 
and it's going to add you to the queue of people who are playing next and then it's just going to seamlessly just launch your game in chrome and then you're just mm-hmm. playing with this dude who is streaming to his following and i think that's really cool and has some really neat applications to it um you could tell a little bit that they were kind of I, I felt like anybody watching that over at twitch seemed a little nervous about that yeah uh just because i know they've been trying to do some similar things with that since amazon bottom you can like click on a link you can click on the name of the game and immediately just be taken to a link to buy it which is cool Mm -hmm. but this is literally click on it play it in five seconds and you're playing with your favorite streamer right because there's no you don't have to own the game i mean you have to be able to access it however they block that off And and we don't know that yet unfortunately right uh but you the important thing is you don't have to have it installed so if yeah there's no installs there's no patches like all that stuff is handled back end. You just play the damn game. Yeah, like that's wild. Man, yeah, there's a lot of different ways the like pricing on this stuff can go. So I'm interested. Before I speculate on it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to see how that actually goes because boy, that could. I mean, it's already everything we've heard is. I mean, I would go so far to say as revolutionary. Oh, without uh, a doubt. You know, this stuff. So okay, so all this state of play stuff, like so your game state you can export you know as a as a link um all this stuff is super cool for playing because you could see somebody's game and jump in either to play with them or if it's a single player game you jump in right where they were to maybe solve a tough puzzle that they're not beating but you just want to see yourself beat it Mm. um what i'm really interested in is the future of streaming because uh esports has has been like i like watching esports but i don't like it as much as i want to like it uh, watching League of Legends can be really tough. Like, it, well, it can be really tough for a bunch of reasons. But the one I want to focus on is Overwatch. It has even more players at any given time than League of Legends does, uh, and you can't see everybody's cooldowns and stuff at at all times. Actually, actually, I'm not sure about that. I think you can see everybody's cooldowns just the same way you do League of Legends. But uh, the issue is when you're watching Overwatch League, for example, right? You can only see what the hosts, what the shoutcasters uh, want you to see. You know, so some one person is controlling where the camera goes, and you might have multiple camera angles to pick from, much like a traditional sport, uh, but you are always only able to see what they want you to see. And there's so much else going on. You know, if I'm watching, and I really, I really only care about watching this Moira, right? Like, I only mm. want to watch Moira, or I only want to watch Tracer. Uh, I don't have the option of only doing that. Like if I'm a Tracer main, I'm trying to watch this to learn how to play better. I don't necessarily care about everybody. I Maybe I just want to watch this one hero. Well, if this game is being exported, like if, if the game they are playing is not, uh, it, it's not something that exists only on the stream that they have. It is a game in a box and you can put that box in your computer. So now you can fly the camera around that broadcast in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so interesting to me because now you are only as limited as your ability to use the camera. Sure. So like my issue is I feel like I don't have freedom when I'm watching it. Like in a football game, you're pretty much watching the important stuff at all times. I never feel like I can't see what's happening when I watch football, American football. Uh, with esports, I constantly feel like I'm not quite seeing exactly what I want to see. Like there's always something going on that I wish I had seen. Mm-hmm. And this allows me, especially if you replay it, you could replay a professional match and change the camera angle. You could rewind. You can do a replay in your own time. Like That stuff is fascinating to me, and that actually seems like a viable future for 
the spectatorship of esports. Without a doubt. And uh, one of the things they did show off also, which I thought was super impressive, is they, they just straight up were just like, hey, uh, split screen's been really hard for people to do. Mm-hmm. Stadia takes care of that because each one of those is just its own instance that we're providing the power for. Because, you know, Google, they have one or two hundreds of, of, of thousands of like server racks running these right. things you know it, it was some big number of teraflops whenever they whip that number out it's like oh ooh, it's serious yeah oh yeah um because i mean yeah the hardware that thing is running is absolutely monstrous yeah it said that the uh the power i think they said it was like the, the xbox one x and the ps4 pro like just combined combined plus a little bit yeah which is wild that's wild but one of the things they mentioned about like split screen in particular was Split screen's great because you're just both playing your own instances now, and they can just both be on the same screen. It's just like you're just watching a video that just happens to be two games mm-hmm. going on at the same time. I remember playing Halo Reach, mm-hmm. and uh, we would play up to four players. This was back in college, and we would uh, usually as our like pre gaming before we went out for the night, we would open a few beers, and everybody would hop on a corner of the screen, and we'd play like a party mode or something, right? And you'd have to play party mode because when you are split, when you're split in that screen into four parts the fidelity and draw distance are it's It's minimal god awful yeah so unless you already know everything is you're not really walking around discovering stuff because the game can't load enough for you to look around the way you would in single player and the thing i think that impressed me the most about it wasn't the fact that they've just figured out a way to make split screen viable which cool that's great that's really awesome i know that's something that a lot of people think is important but the thing that really impressed me was they showed off i think just a multiplayer like uh proof of concept essentially where you have one person who's just like on the main screen and then you have like a team of like five other people and then you can just put there like exactly what they're seeing up at the top of the screen and just like five like oh. little boxes yeah so you can... dude if, if i was able to play apex and i was able to see the screen right of my teammates not just see them on my screen but to actually see what they are seeing at any given moment mm-hmm. oh, oh, and even not just exactly doing that but the design the design space that that allows developers to have is so fucking cool can you imagine being on pc you've got three monitors the middle one is yours the left one is your buddy, and the other one's your your other buddy. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at a full, three full res screens that show all the information that your team knows, every single little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that is amazing for multiplayer. It's pretty rad. That is so cool. Yeah, and I, I just, like, all, all of the stuff they were, like, they were showing it off as, like, hey, we know this is really cool, so we're just showing this to you. But also, they were very upfront about, like, hey, developers, ball is in your court. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want you... We are giving you this platform so you don't have to feel like you have to limit what you want to do, which I think is a really neat, cool way of approaching that. Because up until Mm -hmm. now, where game streaming never really was a thing, or you were kind of confined to, honestly, like the strength of the consoles at the time. Like PCs are kind of. What do you mean gaming wasn't. Game streaming wasn't a thing? Like streaming the games, not like watching Twitch streams. Oh, I understand. Yes. So. But you were kind of, up until this point, like, confined hardware-wise, for the most part, to the strength of whatever consoles you were on. Sure, they, things would probably run better on PC and all of that other stuff, and things were, like, designed for PC in mind, but a lot of people, most people, I would say, are still on consoles, and you have to kind of plan around that. But this... It, well, hold on. Before, before mm. I... We get emails. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'd agree that most people are on console. Okay, that's fair. But... Uh, as someone who is pretty much only on console until this weekend, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is important to me because 
uh, I as I understand the argument of like oh PC better than console, it's so much stronger and stuff. I hear that. I'm just not that interested. Same. So Same here. to have something like this that's so broad that it appeals to everybody, including me, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty cool because I don't like the whole point is they want to give you freedom to not have to pick and choose, and like that phrase, like that idea, seems to be the entire message they're trying to send with Stadia. Uh, which, hey, I read online, Stadia is the plural for stadium. Apparently, stadium. Yeah, I didn't figure that thing. out until like right after it. I'm like, oh, stadia. That's not- oh, stadium. Got it. Makes sense. And then like the, t- the they like, would trailer they had like was like you walking into sta- different stadiums oh, was or it? stadia. I oh. guess if I'm gonna be correct. Uh, I mean, it's really clever for them because now they made like a they practically invented a word, but turns out it was a word the whole time, and it's stadium, so that, pff, they know exactly what they're doing. Sure, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was. Fun. yeah absolutely um they also announced that they are forming like a first party studio to just oh, build stuff for their own platform which i think is really interesting um i'm interested to see what they do um yeah it, a lot of it seems really cool there were a few kind of things that concerned me a little bit about the whole presentation like google being in control of everything <laughs> I mean, there's that to an extent. Uh, I think the issue that I have with it mostly is the fact that Google is usually very trigger-happy with ideas of theirs that don't work. Uh, And that, like, there's a lot of things that Google has done that are very cool, and they found, like, a very niche following. Mm -hmm. And then they just put them in the dirt because not enough people were using them. And I think I'm a little concerned about, like, from a game preservation standpoint, like, you don't own those games. So, like, once that is turned off, like, once Stadia if that ever happens, or if it just completely falls apart. If Google decides to pull the plug for whatever reason, then you just don't... There's no way to get to those games anymore because they're built off of an infrastructure that's just... No yeah, the same... I mean, it, that's the age of streaming. It's that, like, when Spotify first came out, I was like, man, this is amazing, but also, like, the more content I have access to, the less content I actually own. Sure. So now I basically own zero of the music that i listen to right and even with like steam you know like you don't own those games you're leasing them from steam essentially like it's in their terms of service that you don't actually own any sort of right to those Mm -hmm. um it it's weird to think about um and i don't know how much of that is like i i think it is a concerning thing because i think that that kind of art that people are putting their time and effort into should be preserved but also i understand like the convenience and if it's built specifically for that platform i get that it, it, it's you've a got weird that, thing. Uh, even I forgot. This is other news that also came out this week, but uh, the official unveiling of the discless Xbox One X. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, doesn't affect me at all. Well, I mean, I don't own an Xbox anyway, but the idea is I only buy digital stuff. Like the discs I own, I actually find annoying. I wish I didn't own them. Mm-hmm. I wish I only had digital copies. In kind of the same way. Um, I really only buy physical for anything that I think is important to me. Yeah, because that's, that's really just I, kind of it. I pretty much buy indies and AAA games that I know positively that I will enjoy. Sure. Like I sure. am in no hurry to spend sixty dollars on a game that I'm not positive that right is a good investment. Right. Um. So for me, like buying used games isn't really a thing. Returning games isn't really a thing. Uh. I if I go to GameStop or or somewhere like that, I'm pretty much only buying controllers or peripherals or something. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I even bought a DLC code at one point because I had like a coupon or something. Might as well. But that's as far as those go. Like mm-hmm. even that, I bought a digital code in a physical store, right? Which shows that I mean, that is my opinion on that in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't even want to have to go to the store. Uh, I want everything to be accessed when I need it. But so the flip side of this is, well, what do you what do you do when you can't uh, get access to these services anymore? Right. But it seems like the answer to that is, well, it, they'll just remake it available later on you know that's and there's a few cases where that hasn't necessarily been the case like Mm -hmm. uh, everybody always points to that scott pilgrim game um i don't know if you're familiar with that i know that exists and i've listened to the soundtrack uh it's great it is um it's just like a little side scroller beat-em-up that came out around the time that the movie came out and you just straight up cannot download it anymore like there were some licensing issues to where it's just completely gone it's like pt you can only have it if it's already installed like if you delete yeah. it or if you like your hard drive crashes it is just gone and that's crummy it is it's incredibly crummy and like that game like i i played through it it wasn't anything like super special to write home about but it had this like cool charm to it and it sucks that you just don't really get to experience it ever again like all of the all of the work and everything that people spent I'm going to say months, maybe years of their life on is just mm-hmm. completely just vanished and like people can't experience or like have that anymore, which is frustrating. Short of yeah, illegitimate means, but like that shouldn't be the only way to get that kind of stuff. Right. And and it, it's frustrating that there doesn't seem to be a solution on the horizon for stuff like that. I don't know what their licensing issue was, but I know that music licensing is is generally a problem as sure. games get older. I mean, GTA had to yeah do a whole thing gta 4 patched out a bunch of songs just yeah the licensing agreement ran out right it's wild and uh yeah and that's that's just an interesting thing because just because you own the game doesn't mean you own everything in it right which is a really unusual thought mm-hmm. like i i used to think that if you bought the rights to to music you bought the rights you had them now mm-hmm. you know it's like a title of a car you've you've got it you can hold it in your hand it's yours now until you give it away uh I never realized this was like a refreshing, like an agreement you had to refresh. Of course, like Spotify, okay, you know, when the new year hits, it's like, oh, I can't listen to the Age of Mythology soundtrack anymore. Mm. Weird. Yeah, like a bunch of just should just leave Spotify. Just mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere, too. Right. And and you, you I certainly can't tell, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way that I would be able to tell as a layman to, you know, to be able to see, oh, this stuff's going to 
its license is going to expire on the new year. Well, they also don't really make that stuff publicly aware for the most part. Right. So. They would have no reason to. Sure. Yeah, it's just it's just a, an unusual situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the idea I, that does... I don't really know how to feel about that stuff. I, a discless Xbox? Cool. To- I think I'm on board. Sure. But even one step further of like gaming turning into Spotify as a streaming only service where you do not own the content. You may own a license, but you do not own the content. Well, you, you cannot you, I, use it. I would it. say, like, because with the digital only stuff, you're still only getting that license, but there's still, like, mm-hmm. it's not entirely, you can play it on things that are not, like, if the if Stadia shuts down, those games are gone. Right. And, like, if if Xbox Live shuts down tomorrow, those games are still there, for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. sure, they're going to be, like, a little bit wounded and like parts of them are going to be missing like you're not going to be able to play halo online because mm-hmm. xbox live is gone right but you can still play halo mm-hmm. and people can make and do their own stuff with that but i'm i'm just a little concerned about those games just suddenly being dead especially just considering google's track record for yeah things not working out after a couple of years and then they just put it in the ground oh sorry we pulled the plug on it it's yeah like, exactly oh boy okay it's really wish i had picked a different service right it's a little frustrating and I, I do I am I am cautiously optimistic for this service, but that that is that if, is I think if, my... if this only becomes mm-hmm. like forget about the gameplay stuff, if this only becomes the future of streaming for esports, I'm on board totally. Like, I think there's a ton of application, like there's just so many good applications for it. I think they just got to lean in the right direction to kind of accommodate that. Yeah, and I hope they don't get too lofty headed with this stuff and mm-hmm. go in a direction that they think people want to go when it's not. Sure. Because if there's anything sure. to know about the gaming community, mm-hmm. they will get out their torches and pitchforks pretty quick. And yeah. if Google shows their hand that, that they're trying to do a we know what's best for you kind of thing. I uh, don't think that would end well. No, because once that stuff starts, it's really hard to, sure. hard to sure. repair it. So. I also had a hang up because I guess I'm just at the point of the show where I just uh, talk shit on Google's new service now. I um, I also did not really... So they... I forget what it was called. Um, but they had this thing where it was a purely development thing where they showed just this character, just a very rough rudimentary model, walking through this very rough rudimentary city. And they basically just could apply a painting to it or like a piece of art to it. And it would just apply that style dynamically using Google's machine learning, mm-hmm. which is cool. It is cool. But my mind immediately went to, okay, this is neat now. But like, what happens as this gets better if bigger companies see that as good enough and then just start firing a bunch of people? Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of like your art staff or the creatives in an industry that's already unbelievably hard to get a good job in. Yeah. And like... Obviously not now, but you could like just completely like use machine learning to create models or just assets all together, or maybe even music, or really a oh, lot I didn't of even think about music. So, right, sure. So last week, Josh mm-hmm. and I talked about uh, the Division Two, mm-hmm. and he went all in. This is funny because this was, I think, the day before the Stadia announcement. It might have been two days, but he was like, he is blown away by how realistic the DC. Uh, world map is in mm-hmm. that game similar to the way that uh spider marvel spider-man was a very accurate uh manhattan uh that stuff is super cool but uh he was like i want to see that in more places like if you live in kansas city i want there to be that version like mm-hmm. i want to see that level of detail for kansas city if you live in phoenix i want that if it's la you know 
And I was like, man, that sounds super cool. But that is a, a, a staggering amount of time and effort. Honestly, just kind of straight up impossible. Well, that's what it. I just said. Just like being realistic about it. Sure. But then watching the AI stuff. Which, right. So there was Stadia and then there's uh, the one you're talking about. Well, which was during the Stadia announcement. Yeah. There's another one. I want to say it's an NVIDIA thing. I, I Don't quote me on that. But uh, an article was all over the internet this past week where uh, you could just use like Microsoft Paint and draw a really bad looking Yeah, I saw that uh, and I'm like, oh no. And it turns it into a photorealistic. I mean, it looks, it actually looks photorealistic. So that's crazy and kind of frightening for all the reasons. I think from a technology standpoint, that is cool as hell. Totally. From a people standpoint, it's fucking terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Uh, So, you know, for me being like, Josh, man, you got you got big ideas. I'm going to mm. pat you on the back, but sorry, buddy. I don't think it's going to happen. And then two days later, it's like, oh, man, maybe this is going to happen. Yeah, or like the fact that Google like could host something like that. Right. Like, that's something that you could do with that hardware, which is You nuts. think, too, that uh, they have their infrastructure that they use for Ingress and obviously for Google Maps, which is where Ingress mm. uh, pulled from. Um, if you can take all these pictures, if you can take all these models, you know, it really seems like you could make all of those city models like in real time like the ai would just generate it and boom poof like there go all the man hours you had to put into that like Mm -hmm. you just solved so many problems now get your humans to fix the books you know right my my concern is a company just like being like oh that's good enough and then just laying off a bunch of their like actual staff because there's like we got a computer that'll do it for us right which is not great yeah we we have some dj friends who have struggled with uh this stuff's pretty new to me but uh they were saying that one of the one of the people here in the city and in, in a certain district uh, who owns a ton of of uh, late night of nightlife places, clubs, and all this stuff. Uh, he's trying to get everybody to upload their songs onto. Well, he's trying to get them to upload their set list so he can make a Spotify playlist. And, well, basically, I don't know if he's explicitly said that, mm-hmm. but he wants to have all the music that they want to play available at any given time, but. But boy, that's like one step away from being like, "Oh, I already have all the music that yeah, you." Yeah, I have all of your stuff. I'm just I don't need do... you anymore. Sure, you know, sure. and it's like, oh man, that is that's kind of my concern with this. Like, I I know it is absolutely not at this place now, and sure, like AI can or machine learning technically can make art and music and stuff like that. Now it does not sound like anything a person would make and want to put out there is like a very polished like professional product, but you take a look at how a lot of that stuff is gone like you can there is software out there now that will let you emulate someone's speech patterns and have an ai basically facial exactly everything yeah fucked up we're getting really close to that line it's it's not good in my opinion so i know a lot i think like technology i think there are good applications for it but i'm just i am always thinking about all right worst case scenario here what's going to happen and i think absolutely like creatives are on the chopping block if this really takes off yeah uh i have some like more complex ideas on artificial intelligence that i'll probably save for another time (laughs) um but what it comes down to is as a consumer are you going to choose to care more about the uh producer instead Mm -hmm. of only the product uh the issue is that the track record of the gaming industry and the internet hate machine is that generally people care much, much more about the product than sure. the producer. Yeah. And uh, that's spooky because, you know, p- people are going to get mad about what they're going to get mad about 
but I'm not so confident that they're going to get mad at the right things. You know, the right things would be protecting workers and finding value in artists, right. not just the art. Because if you only find value in the art, when the AI's, you know, when a machine can make that art, what do you really care about? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's just tough because you have to care about the people. I mean, you, you don't, mm-hmm. and a lot of people won't, but you have to. Right. And that's a decision you have to make as a person. This isn't just for gaming. And, uh, you know, it's up to each of us to decide where our priorities lie. Right. You know, because we could, we could be or we could know somebody who's on that chopping block and it's a slippery slope, really, of, uh, you know, if you, if you don't back them up now, when are you going to back them up? Are you going to back them up? Right. So, uh, you know, as I goofily stated before the show, gaming could always use more heroes. Ha! <laughs> Get it? It's like it's a title of a show or something. Ooh. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, all that said, like I'm tentatively excited for this platform. I think it could do some really cool things. Um, I think as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I'm both very excited and nervous. Same. Absolutely uh, same. Like I've got good and bad anxiety. Right. And I don't know how much of that is us just being so used to of gaming in its current form like where you can just buy a disc at a gamestop or wherever or just have like a cartridge you can just throw on your switch mm-hmm. or like just download a game and it's there for you always like i don't know how Dude, much of that, imagine... that uneasiness is just us you, you know, know it's not going to be long on spotify if you want to hear a song you can point your your camera at basically what's basically a qr code sure um and boom it's right there like you you didn't have to do any work you just pointed your camera your phone did all the work imagine if you see a qr code on a wall and now you're playing this game. Like five right. seconds later, you're playing a game because you saw a QR code, mm-hmm. and it's it's booted up and running, and you're in it. It's pretty fucking crazy. That's, I mean, that's it. It doesn't even seem like that's on the horizon. It almost seems like with this announcement that we're there. We're oh, like, totally. I'm just waiting to see a QR code outside, and then there's already a game mm-hmm. running on my phone. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot. So let's go ahead and take a break. Get into some more news, and yeah, we'll see you there. Cool. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now, and if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. 
Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. And we're back. What's up? Oh, you know. Do I know? No, you okay, don't. Yeah, you're right, I don't. Um, actually, I do, because I have this handy-dandy document over here that tells me uh, more video games happened this week. Ooh, more video games. sure did. Uh, so there was a GDC uh, Nintendo Indies, or Nindies, presentation, kind of like a mini little Nintendo Direct that happened. Uh, there was some really cool stuff in that. Uh, I think the one that everybody kind of lost their fucking mind over myself included is the fact that cuphead is coming to the nintendo switch like next month yeah that's exciting uh because i had to ask you and i have to ask every time but i was like is cuphead on on ps4 and the answer is a resounding new yeah it's a microsoft second party game essentially because it was all like that funding for that game came from microsoft it's published by microsoft studios is that what second party is or did you just make that up no second party is like you know first party is like it's owned by the studio mm-hmm. second party is it's an exclusive that's like published by that for them but they're an independent studio all right and then third party is just whoever it's on whatever so would that mean uh like hellblade cinema's sacrifice since that was bought by microsoft i would say no just because that was before they were bought by microsoft right but now that they are now is that a first party thing I'm, i don't know <laughs> i Me think neither i think it's a weird technicality once you get into like you buy it but the game's already out and it's still coming to other platforms that kind of doesn't well really but matter, i mean but... but ninja theory that's who, who that yeah. is right mm-hmm. well ninja theory is going to make another game right and then is that game first that'll party? totally be first party okay well cool glad we got that ironed yeah, out great <laughs> awesome uh so yeah cuphead uh i kind of like i had always held out hope i had not i have not really played that much of cuphead yet there was a part of me that just like, oh man, this is going to be perfect for the Switch. Like, yeah, and like I was like, oh man, I bet. I wonder if the stars are ever going to align where we're going to see Cuphead on the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, dude. Yeah, I was freaking out, and I was at work watching this. Sorry, mm-hmm. boss. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was at work watching this, and I was just like, what? And like my coworkers were just like, what? And I'm like, Cuphead Switch, and they're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm like, come on, nice. it's so cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, the it, it's really cool to just see neat little kind of bonus things like pop up from Nintendo and Microsoft working so closely together lately. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Dude, just this whole, from hardware to software to devs and publishers, all just, there's so many changes right now. Uh, I mean, so many, whether it's like streaming, mm-hmm. whether it is virtual reality. Uh, whether it's Xbox Live being on the Switch, which is like, right. what? Yeah. Uh, Crossplay between the different systems, which isn't even to mention the stuff that we're going to see with Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are just so many changes right now. And uh, honestly, I like that it's blurring the line, the hard lines that have always existed in gaming. Um, you know, like, are you split? You know, is PC, is a game coming out only on PC or only on consoles? Uh, can If it's multiplayer, can they play together? Mm-hmm. If this, that, and the other, you know, those hard lines that have been here as the industry has grown, you know, and they've only gotten deeper and only like recently have we seen some changes in that department. Uh, 
boom, boom, boom. This year we're only in March. Yeah. What and the fuck? I just it's feel March. <laughs> years ago, five years ago, this time of year was a slow time. You were still like now is when games would start to come out again, like in the middle of March, uh, from the drought uh, right. after the holiday season. You know. Like, I feel like five years is a, is a reasonable time to have said that. I feel like it kind of ramped up around the time, like, Resident Evil 7 came out. Because that was like, okay, that year started, and it never stopped. Was that the year that Breath of the Wild came out? Because I would say... I think so. That might be right. I think that's I, right. I, I think blurred them together. Yeah. But the fact that I blurred them together is a testament to how many years we've had with full first quarters now. Because we've oh. had, uh, like, Horizon was a first quarter announcement. Bre- or uh, release, rather. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was uh i want to say that super mario odyssey was but i can't super remember mario odyssey was that fall okay uh, but you had you also had like persona 5 and your automata right mm-hmm. like in that first quarter and those games are fucking monsters like, yeah what <laughs> <laughs> and just just a bunch of stuff where uh it, it's not even like oh some quality games came out it was like oh these triple a games like these big ass video games that like are just like super meaty and like incredibly well made and have like a lot of force and funding put behind them Mm -hmm. because it's not so unlike the uh the the movie cycle where it's like oh may summertime movies now now Mm -hmm. grab your popcorn we got blockbusters right um you know games it was always like all right you got your like summer coming up so people are gonna have more free time of course people uh gamers tended to be younger where they had a summer break Mm -hmm. uh that doesn't exist anymore r.i.p uh adult life um because i'm not a teacher but uh you know you would have your winter release your holiday releases boom 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 everything yeah, comes out always in november like the time like right. you always you always look forward to all right what's coming out this fall because mm-hmm. and well, they come out everybody buys what they're gonna buy for christmas black friday all that stuff and uh then everybody plays that for a couple months mm-hmm. and then in march it starts to pick back up again but there's usually there used to be such a big drought where there wasn't there wasn't anything going on there because why would you that wasn't a time that people spent a lot of money so why sure. were you going to release a game at a time when people already spent all their money sure but now there's such a consistent uh like the release window of games is now 12 months of the year and there are a lot of publishers that are big and confident enough to have enough diverse studios that boom 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 all throughout the year they're coming out with all sorts of new titles of different sizes some new IPs some sequels uh but the there's just so much more diversity and that's all so much better for the player because you have better options and you're not just stuck. Uh, you're not limited to the profit cycle right. of these companies who, who have to, who, who had to release their games during those windows to stay afloat and, and uh, you know, make the money they need to make those games. Uh, but yeah, so just a lot of changes. Um, boy, it's just, it's the best time to be playing video games. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, we have, new stuff every year and access to every you know everything from the past for the most part and then uh as i've brought up a lot recently modern older games even like the last of us that was like five years ago i think oh my god uh, like yeah you yeah. could tell me that that came out last year based on the quality i mean sure you're gonna see s- some age in it but that's a quality ass game totally horizon two three years ago i don't know a while ago i think that was 2017 also i could pick it up now and and you could you know, if you told me it just came out, I'd believe you. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. Like, all this stuff in this generation feels new. There's so much good stuff from this generation that, uh, like, the signs of wear and tear and age just aren't showing the way that right. they always have in the past. Uh, so, man, 
There's just so much. I, I'm still sitting on God of War, which I haven't installed yet. You should play God of War. I hear it's fantastic. You should play God of War. It's yeah. It's very good. So I love having that in my back pocket. There's just so much right. to play. It's, um, it's well, overwhelming, but in the best way. Well, let me uh, give you some more things to play. All right. Uh, they talked about it a little bit more than Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed off. Yeah, sorry. I really got off track That's there. okay. I'm just really excited. It's okay. I understand. Don't let anyone ever tell you you're wrong for being excited, Thomas. Oh, Anyway, uh, so they showed off uh, Vlambeer, who did, like, Super Crate Box and Nuclear Throne. You've mentioned those before. I yeah. don't know anything about them. Uh, well, they're coming to Switch. Hell yeah! Uh, I think Nuclear Throne's already out, which is great, because I've been meaning to play that game for a long time. It's a, one of those toughest nails. It, it looks very similar. It, it looks like it plays very similar to Enter the Gungeon, in that it's like a twin-stick shooter, but it's a roguelike, and it's very very tough and it's like you're just trying to get to the end and just incrementally like inching your way farther and farther does that have any multiplayer probably not i don't actually know um but it's on switch i want more rogue i want more multiplayer roguelikes well uh let's talk later okay (laughs) um so they did that then they're also announcing super crate box which i played a lot on the pc it's just a really fun arcadey thing just just a neat little thing uh they're doing that then they're also rolling out a vlambeer arcade which is just them just doing a bunch of little mini games of just whatever they want to come up with. And just like they're rolling that out. If you buy it, you just get access to them as they come out. Which is kind of so it's like thing. a Nindy or like a, in, well, I guess Nindy is the right word, but an indie game pass kind of thing. Sure. It's, it's, it's just, if you buy this one thing, it's like, they just keep adding games to like, this particular package. But they're full games, not like samplers. They're, not, they're like, like full demo. games, but they're not huge. They're just games. small. There's like small little, like they're like, finished for mm-hmm. sure and they all have like the kind of polish that you would expect from blame beer because their stuff is very polished but you probably wouldn't get like 10 hours out of it it depends i mean if you're into that kind of like high score kind of grind it's like that kind of stuff like arcadey oh, okay. style games if, if you're into that like I, I think it seems pretty cool like the stuff the one game mm-hmm. they showed off looked really neat um i forget the name of it but it looks really neat well <laughs> Dude, there's been so much information this week that I cannot blame you. Yep. Uh, they showed off a new adventure game uh, from Timberline, which I think this might be their first debut title. It's called The Red Lantern. Um, it is basically a... It looked to be a first-person like adventure game with like branching narrative paths and also elements of like roguelike stuff uh, to where you're like a character who is uh, basically forcing themselves to complete the iditarod dog sled race oh uh so it it seemed really cool like you're basically like it's all first person you're like controlling the dogs um the one of the dogs died in the trailer so if you're not about that probably don't watch <laughs> oh, man. it um dude that's how they get you it's like right they're like can't kill a human not going to be powerful enough kill a puppy. totally it's like, oh. totally but it seems to be i don't know if it was necessarily procedurally generated but it looked really neat um also As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Ashley Birch is voicing the main character. And Ashley Birch rules. Who did? Um, she's Aloy. And oh. And you're done. Okay. Yeah. She's great. No more. She's really great. Uh, dude, I watched, I watched a really cool behind the scenes uh, look of, of her talking about her role. And mm-hmm. this was just last fall, I think, that it came out. So it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, first things first, she did she did not look the way that I thought she was going to look. Of course, when you have a character that iconic, you really start to just think, especially with motion capture, sure. you th- expect the character to look like the the voice actor because that's how a lot of games do it now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case with her. And it's just funny uh, having an idea. It's like on a, another podcast, the No Sleep podcast, my favorite one, mm-hmm. with a bunch of spooky stories on it. They have a ton of voice actors where I'm like, yeah, I got a picture in my head. And they just hit 30,000 followers on the Facebook page, right? So they released videos where each voice actor came out and said a little thank you. And, you know, it'd say a message from so-and-so. And it's like, oh, I recognize that name. And I boot it up and I'm like, whoa, this person doesn't look anything like my mind's picture. Like not even close. And uh, it's just really funny to see those behind the behind the scene, right. look, scene looks. So cool. That's uh that's yeah, exciting that I've, she's doing another project. Sure. Uh, all of her stuff is great. She did some really great work in the Life is Strange first series. Uh, she was, I forget what her name is. Like, is it Chloe? The, Life the is main Strange. character or the second? I think like the main character is like, like the friend. Yeah, like the with the blue punk hair. rock one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's her as well. Um, I don't know why I don't recognize her name. She did more. a, so she did a really genuinely hilarious web series with her brother called Hey Ash, What You Playing? They still make me just lose my shit laughing every time. Yeah. I I will show you a few of them afterward. I'm recording here. Perfect. They're very funny. Uh, check those out if you haven't seen them. They're really good. Um, they also showed off uh, Stranger Things 3, the game. Uh, that was showed off, I think, in a previous Nintendo Direct, probably. It sounds about right. Um, it's like this isometric, kind of old school style, like, beat-em-up. Very, like, pixelated. Looks like something that comes from the era of so it's, Stranger it's Things. So beat-em-up. I think so. It so, looks to be that way. Well, my question now, so I've played the Stranger Things game, so that's just what it's called. It's like an old Zelda dungeon crawler, kind mm-hmm. of, with an overworld and stuff. Uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I I would give it a... Like, I felt totally neutral about it. Sure. So uh, the, uh, But the, my question mm-hmm. is, yeah. that was Stranger Things, the game. No number on it, but it would have been the first one, right? If this is Stranger Things three for like the third season, so yeah, is there a second one? I don't know. I actually have never seen Stranger Things. Uh, I've only seen the first season. It's a good show. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. I've been told that it is very good. But uh, it is launching day and date with third season. Um, And from what I understand and what they talked about, you are basically like you can watch the first, you can watch the third season, or you can also like play through the third season. 
Oh, which is just kind of a neat thing. Cool, because the the first game was not uh, it, it was adjacent to mm-hmm. the the first game. Like you weren't some parts you were doing the thing that happened in the show, but other parts you were just doing things that involved the characters. Like it made sense. Like if I hadn't seen the show, this would have still fleshed out the characters in some ways. Mm-hmm. But it definitely wasn't a playthrough of the the uh, first season, which actually left me a little confused sometimes. Because the order that you discovered characters in, it was like, this, mm, I don't know if this is how this should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of why I was lukewarm on that game. So uh, anyway, that, that's a cool concept yeah, of, it's, of playing it's, that uh, at release. It's weird that we're kind of rolling back around to, oh, cool, a licensed video game. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. just like if you go back like five or six years, or just like, just make it stop. Just yeah, stop just making video games for your ones. movies and TV shows. Yeah, like the Alien game. Yeah, There's and, a Star Trek game that like seemed to fall flat on its face. Right, yeah. But now we're just back at like, oh yeah, cool, great. Yeah. It, it's just kind of a neat thing. But it, it looks like there's some like care and attention put into it. And I can tell that they're deliberately making some choices instead of just kind of rushing it out. Yeah. Which I think is a smart move. You know, I hope they... So Marvel Spider-Man is obviously licensed, right? Yeah. Great video game, though. Tons of people loved it. Excellent game. Uh, I can't remember if I own it, but I probably will. I do. It's great. Hey, uh, I would love to see a game of the animated Spider-Man. Of, um, what the heck is it even called? Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. I would so love... I haven't seen that movie yet, either. Oh, my... Cam, <laughs> you have to go see that movie. I know, I know, I do. Okay, like, so... I know people say, like, oh, stuff's good, you gotta watch it. You have to watch that it show. Is, it's the best Spider-Man movie. It is on my list of... It is actually, I think, top of my list for, like, I have to watch this, like, right away. All right. If you don't have a way to watch it, I'm gonna hook you up. Uh, for real, that was probably... Did, did I watch it this year? I I don't know. But that's one of the best movies. I, I think it, if I saw it last year, then it was my favorite movie I saw last year. Sure, yeah. I think my girlfriend and I have talked about, like, let's just rent it one night and just watch it. Like, I think that's probably I, what we're going to do. I wish doing, I could but. see it in the theater again, to be honest. So, kind of bummed I missed it out on, uh, missed out on it in the theaters, honestly. Well, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Uh, great. But yeah, the, it's very stylized, and the whole... Yeah, the look of that movie looks phenomenal. Yeah, well, the whole the whole point of the movie is a mixture of styles, right? Right. Um, and they do a really good job of fleshing that out in, in very clever ways. Um, if they could take that... If they could do, if they could make that magic, recreate that magic that they made in that movie and apply it to a video game, I mean, it seems practically ready to go. Like the way that the styles—I mean, at least visually. Well, sure. I yeah, but I mean, uh, like they—they they just interweave changes of style, like of animation, and like sometimes you'll see like bam, right? Like old comic book style, That's pretty cool. kapow. Uh, but other times it'll do something similar to that, but distinctly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that stuff felt kind of gamey to me, where it it just did a good job. It reminded me how, of how in some games uh, you'll see like callbacks to like let's say it's a dungeon crawler, you'll see like oh this is a callback to the second dungeon. I recognize that. Uh, it just did a really good job with stuff like that, where it felt gamey to me in the way of like oh so even there's there's like a I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's a part where um, there's like a, a twist, I guess, right? You know, because it's a movie. And uh, totally did not see that coming. And and the way that they had lined everything up, I was like, this was a really effective way to do this because they made me look at, like, everything was so cool That's to rad. look at that I was so focused on looking at the stuff that I wasn't even thinking about what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just... I was very impressed by that movie. I know it's not a video game, 
but uh, I would love to see a video game kind of in that style. Did at you least play what was it called? I think it was I think it was just Ultimate Spider Man uh, for like PS2, Xbox, GameCube. The only one I played was the N64 one. Okay, so that one was like a super cell shell yeah, cell shaded kind of look. It was designed like it was basically an open world Spider Man game where it was essentially like Ultimate Spider Man universe, you know, and designed to like look and feel and sound and act like a comic book. Like the cutscenes had like the little lines separating each of the frames. That's cool. Which was really cool. And like anytime like if you fought Rhino and he would like yell, then you would see like just a big like text box just burst out of his mouth mm-hmm. while he was screaming at you. It was but, a you really know, uh, neat thing. Borderlands would do that when you run right, like a boss, right. right? And it would do a little snapshot of him. Sure. It's like, oh yeah, okay. That would be really rad. Yeah. I really like that game a lot. Who Not made, a lot of people what did, was it, Gearbox? Did, wasn't there Gearbox in the news? Gearbox or something? Did, so Gearbox uh, next weekend, actually, as of this recording, is PAX East also. And they've been teasing like... 50,000 announcements. Well, one of them is probably a Borderlands they've got this, game. This magical game I've thought of sure, <laughs> in the works. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I think, is a Duke Nukem game, which, sure, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I can't believe, I genuinely, like, no hyperbole, cannot believe that Duke Nukem is still an IP that's around. I feel like the only way that you can do Duke Nukem right, like, now, like, in modern times, is. You have to make it incredibly self-aware in a way that makes it seem like he is ridiculous and super out of date. Yeah. But not, like, well, glorify like, that. Kind of like you know? Blood Dragon, where it's like, oh, sure, you, sure. you know how ridiculous you are. Exactly. Like, I think the only way that you can do Duke Nukem in 2019 or whenever the fuck this comes out is you have to make it, you have to be aware of the fact that it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? A cuss shooter as I heard it referred to. <laughs> I had never put a name to what that stuff is, but that's, mm. that's like what Boltstorm was being. And I was right. like, oh, yeah, that's totally its own right. genre. Like yeah. that, that. I think if you take like kind of a Boltstorm approach to that, then mm-hmm. that could probably work. Just you like, also just have to recognize that Duke Nukem is a character. Sorry, internet. Fucking sucks. <laughs> then... I mean, there's nothing to him. I mean, I think people like him because he sucks, right? I can see it, that. It's like yeah, one of those sure. things where it's like, oh, yeah, this is bad. I love it. Right. No, I, I absolutely totally understand that. But I think you have to lean into that. Right. You can't try to yeah. serious him up. Yeah. Anyway. Be like X Hero. Um going back to the Nindies thing. <laughs> uh last big announcement I want to touch on, because there was a whole lot, and I recommend you go check that out, because all of those games on that Nindies presentation looked fucking phenomenal. There was a fucking game where you have a sword and fight enemies like a pinball machine it's cool i don't remember That's... what it was called but you All should right. go check it out i'm gonna have to see that because i cannot picture <laughs> um but they also showed off uh something uh from the people who did crypt of the necrodancer mm-hmm. uh called cadence of hyrule which is nintendo literally just handing them the rights to legend of zelda and saying just fucking go make a game like holy shit dude so what else are okay well first of all before i crack jokes about it uh so you just picked up crypto yeah i picked up crypto the necrodancer because of this announcement Mm because i had always been on the fence because i love roguelikes and i love rhythm games and this one just kept evading me for whatever reason uh so this really is how this went down so that we recorded last monday stadia was announced on tuesday nintendo had its announcement on wednesday because i know that same day and then i showed up as i bought crypto the necrodancer for our wednesday like strictly casual gaming meetup mm-hmm. i'm like i guess i'm just gonna fucking play this now and my first time playing that Dude, was at that great. event that, that was 
Oh, yeah. I know I say this a lot on the show, but that music objectively fucking slaps. <laughs> that's gonna... That's it's gonna so go good. on your tombstone, man. It's so good. Dude, I hope my outro music slaps. Like, just anybody listening to this, just do yourself a favor. Go listen to, like, the first five or six tracks of the Crypt of the Necrodancer soundtrack. Really get them into your head, because they fucking rule. And then also recognize the fact that Nintendo is letting this guy do remixes of Zelda music. That's funny. I, Holy I didn't shit. realize that. Okay, so the here's the part where I start cracking jokes. Okay, so hit me. Who who else are we going to see work with uh, Nintendo to make another okay. Zelda game? Because we've right. got Dynasty Warriors, yeah. basically, sure, which is Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, you know, just like that's. I can't even pretend that that's a stretch because that's clearly what they did. It's on entirely purpose. that. That's it's yeah. exactly that. Sure. Uh, so you've got Dynasty Warriors. Um, which is, you know, an old school, uh, it's not a JRPG, but it's definitely like a Japanese style. It's just kind of its own genre at this point. Yeah, it is, but it's distinctly Japanese. It's distinctly non-American. Sure. Um, it, you know, uh, games have come out like that, but they're all like the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like Dynasty Warriors is, is the defining game of that genre. Uh, that also has like a more retro, like a traditionally retro like PS1 era is when I want to think of it, um, kind of style to it. And, and just when you see that, even with the whatever the modern ones are, I, I don't know what number they're on, like 80. <laughs> they could be. I think they're really on like t- almost 20 or something. But don't quote me on that. The point is... i uh, you on that. Oh, heck. Uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer is not that. It is a totally different yeah. uh, direction. I mean, it's... One of the most unique games I think I've ever played in my life. A pixel rhythm game. Right, like, but also totally a different. dungeon crawler roguelite. Mm-hmm. What? Right. And like you have to like do your actions to the beat. So if you think about this, Hy- Hyrule Warriors is like, okay, we want to turn Hyrule Field into its whole thing. Like we want a whole game that's Hyrule Field, mm-hmm. right? Give Essentially. It, you know, here's an overworld. Take Now this is being like, all right, you know the other thing you love uh, Zelda for? Dungeons. Now we're going to make a whole game that's just Zelda Dungeons. You know, so like, I wonder what else they could do that I haven't thought of yet. Because like, you've got, you know, the overworld and then you've got the dungeons. But I wonder what else they could do because if they keep, Mm. like, I think, I think it's really encouraging to see them take that approach of like, what do people like about our games? Okay, if we make a weird, funny partnership or emulation, um, what, what, what from our game do we recognize that we want to recreate? Uh, Because like, philosophically... I think that's wonderful for them to see something they like in their own game and then to look at another game and see something similar in a way that they can work together, uh, like in an official capacity, which is unusual. When I saw that announcement, Crypt of the Necrodancer and Zelda, yeah, I had was to like, double check. Whoa. Yeah, I had to look for another source because I was like, this is Because my, my first thought was, okay, well, they're just adding... Link and Zelda to Crypt of the Necrodancer. That's what I thought too. Okay, you know, neat. Like, oh, some skins, cool. Ganondorf is technically in Diablo. He is. He's he's in Diablo, Diablo three on the Switch. Lol. Yeah, it's cool. You can get his armor and then just be Ganondorf and just okay. like fuck up demons. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like then they're just like, oh no, it's a new game. I'm like, oh, right. what? <laughs> oh man, it was like i was really excited for cuphead but they just like hit me with this thing i didn't know that i needed and i fucking need it uh <laughs> yeah and it comes after, out this spring too dude like that like immediate thing i will buy about it, it day one yeah. i have only played like 10 hours of crypt of the necrodancer i will play that 
day two when you bring it to one of our events. Great. Or maybe uh, day one. Or maybe day one. <laughs> maybe it's a Wednesday. Uh, I am really excited to, to check that out, man. Um, that's just a fun... I go back and forth on how I feel about Nintendo, and I don't have to rehash that all right now. But it's it's really encouraging to see them make positive, sure. like, I would say, progressive yeah, changes. because between this, like, the fact that they are just, like, trusting... I would say, next to Mario, their most valuable IP. Oh, for um, sure. With an indie studio. <laughs> yeah. Is wild. That's really unusual. And, like, between that and the fact that, like, earlier this year, they're just like, hey, we got to start over on Metroid Prime 4. We just wanted to let you know. Like, Nintendo's weirdly transparent in ways that they have not been in a while. Or they're, like, really open to working with, like, you know, fucking Microsoft. Dude, there's got to be something in the water. Uh, seriously. Like, it's it's really great and really cool, and I love seeing all of this. Because, like, people working together, like, this is how you get this cool, like, kind of wow factor. Yeah. Like, it's weird that it, it was kind of cool to see over the course of, like, two days, you have Google revolutionizing, like, possibly revolutionizing the future of gaming, period. And then you have people being honestly just as excited for a game where link dances <laughs> right like it's just a really cool thing that there's like so much space in video games for that for people to, to be excited right yeah for all for just totally different things sure they're like gaming is just so wide now it's so deep because of how old it is and we continue to have access to a huge amount of content that's been created in the past one two three five decades um you know that stuff's wild but it's also so like it's deep but it's also wide and every year it's just getting wider and wider and the pool of games and and ways to play just keeps expanding mm-hmm. uh yeah oh i Fuck. it's just so much yeah There's honestly so much. video games man fucking video games i wouldn't do that but i would play them so uh i kind of want to get through these two new two last two news stories but let's go ahead and take a break uh we've been talking for about half an hour so we'll sure. come back, wrap up with those last two news stories, and then just call it a show. Cool. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play, and if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. All right, welcome back. Uh, so, real quick, uh, today I know there was the Sony did their kind of Nintendo Direct thing, but before that, there's been some reports coming out of the Wall Street Journal, I think, talking about, mm-hmm. hey, Nintendo is going to drop two SKUs of Nintendo Switches this year. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I know you kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I can hit these pretty quick. It's that uh, there was a rumor going around near the end of last year, but it was a pretty well confirmed rumor. Right. Uh, like this wasn't just a comicbook.com thing to, to endlessly Strong bash those guys. Yeah, yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of how I feel about those guys. Uh, anyway, there was a rumor of, hey, there's a new model on the way. And then the the speculation part was really, what is it going to be? So it's like, we know there's going to be something. What's it going to be? Sure. Uh, a lot of people, I, I heard anything from, it will be a higher res screen, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild to me because I think that screen looks great at the size it, it runs at. 
So I wouldn't know if that applied to just the uh, handheld or the TV. Either way, that was just speculation, so it doesn't matter. Another one would be uh, a, a Switch with a longer battery life. Um, a couple more. I mean, whatever. It was the rumor mill, but a lot of people had a lot of interesting suggestions, I thought. Uh, but the important part is that that was confirmed. Nintendo didn't really have a statement on it, as far as I remember. Uh, so now this this news that there officially there will be a Switch, a new Switch this year, but also there will be two of them. Uh, that's very interesting. We still have to speculate on what that will mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to me, again, this is a speculation again, uh, it seems like one is going to be a cheaper uh, honestly, I read a few different articles, but they seem to, they seem to all have similar information. But I am not really sure what the source is. But I trust like the Wall Street Journal, for example. Sure. Yeah, and they were the ones who actually broke the story, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, they that's usually unusual. Don't do a whole lot of games stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I mentioned uh, on one of either this show or our upcoming show when we've recorded those episodes that uh, Forbes is a website that. Has covered video games for a while, but until recently, it's been bad. Like, mm-hmm. just bad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, some time ago, were the ones who, to announce some sort of thing. And I was just like, oh, wow, I guess they're moving up in the world. Yeah, like, this is... you, Forbes. Yeah, I, you. I just, if it if it's not broken by the IGNs and GameSpots of the, of the world, of mm-hmm. the industry, then I'm always surprised. I'm just like, oh, right, other people might be interested in sure. this. yeah. Uh, because some with the Switch, it's like, oh right, this is a console that is the most family friendly, arguably the most accessible console. So this has a much wider reach than even your other wildly popular. Sure, system. and you're just talking about like accessibility in terms of like ability to like find it and get it for like cheap and like get uh, into that ecosystem. Yes, but also it's this, like the Wii, you, the Wii, not the Wii U. The Wii was like the family console right right yeah. because everybody bought it you know every grandma bought it for wii sports accessibility accessible in the terms of like nintendo still has that very like it's for families kind of approach totally yeah uh so you know the 3ds was also wildly popular which is a similar reason because you can just any kid can pick it up mm-hmm. so there's not the barrier to entry of like mature games and stuff so anyway that's that's a perk that nintendo's always had of course with third-party stuff now <laughs> they've got a doom on the switch yeah. and stuff but uh that's a whole rabbit hole the Hard facts are there are going to be two consoles, and it seems like one of them is going to be a cheaper model, whatever that means. It's just going to be uh, a model with a lower price tag. Honestly, if that just means that it's the same one we have now, but, you know, That'd just at a lower... That would be interesting if I, they did that. I'd be surprised if, that, I would if be, that's I would exactly what they do, sure. because why would they... Why in in my mind, whenever you price? say, like, there's two different skews of it, I'm picturing, like, the current model of Switch is in the middle. And then the two are on, like, mm-hmm. lower or above that. Yeah. So if they said there was one cheaper option, that obviously means that there's one that's more expensive. So if it's more expensive, what are you paying for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that is that extra battery. Maybe it is uh, God, a higher so. res screen. I, I, I love my Switch to death, but, like, that thing just dies, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the, the battery on that thing is, it's not bad, but it certainly isn't great. Um, I would if I had to take something. I think about it's the perfectly Switch, average, right? And if I had to take something about the Switch that I would really like to see more of, like I think the screen size and the resolution, fine. Like I can totally, totally. deal with that. But like frame drops are an issue. Yeah, like, frame, I remember watching rate, Breath like, of the thing, Wild, right. and that was the first game that I saw hiccups in, and I was like, yeah. oh, the first one that like I really noticed on was actually Pokemon Let's Go, mm-hmm. where once you walk in a Viridian Forest, it just stalls. Oh no, because it's just like so beautifully lit, and there's so much shit going on. Mm-hmm that it just chugs through it and it's just it can't handle it 
Right. Um, I would like there was there's some other like hardware stuff I'd like to see. I think the Bluetooth and like the wireless thing and that thing is an absolute joke. Like the Wi-Fi card in the Switch is not good. I have I've only used it to download games. It is not good. Um, I don't really have too much of a problem because it's sitting right next to my router on the dock. But I've I'm probably going to just end up buying one of the Ethernet adapters. Yeah, but even that is dumb. That I I didn't know until I feel like it should come with it. You know? Well, it, should, it shouldn't. You shouldn't need an adapter like that. That seems right ludicrous to me. Right, that you can't even plug an Ethernet into a console that came out. Just put it in the dock. You know, dude. Like the dock's ninety dollars. Right, and what like all the the dock practically seems like a glorified HDMI. Sure, it's got cord. like three USB ports. Yeah, and that's I mean it. the whole point is you you plug the base in to uh, like you plug in the bottom of your mm-hmm. switch into this stand. Then all it is from there is an HDMI cord to your TV and a power cord, mm-hmm. right? But uh, as far as I know, it doesn't add any processing power or anything like that. I think, like, it adds, I, think it, I think the only like benefit it gets is just that it is connected to a power source. So it can just kind of use that charge to and kind of, like, run stuff a little more. Because if, yeah. if it's handheld, you're going to be worried about draining the battery. Mm-hmm. But also while you're on... Like, if your Joy-Cons are connected to your Switch, then they are charging off of that, which can yeah. contribute to battery issues, too. So that's nice, but why in the world would you not have a slot for an Ethernet cord? Like sure. It, the fact that you have to buy an adapter, I have to go to the store and buy another dongle or another peripheral for your hardware. Like, quit doing this. Don't be the Apple of consoles where so, I have to buy a new cord every time I... So I didn't actually... I haven't had time to kind of take a look at many of those articles about that i just kind of saw the headline and just kind of got on with my day but so did it say that the more expensive one was going to be more expensive than the current model no or did it just say it would be more expensive of the two yes because i'm wondering if they do a the cheaper model is one that's just focused on portability it's only handheld mode i'd be surprised if it was only handheld. sure sure but i yes As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I understand what direction right, you're going. Right. Uh, or like if the, like, quote, current, like, the current model or like the equivalent of that. Uh, would just be like yeah. the current switch 
a little bit more powerful, a little bit better battery, and just some like nice quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. But like, just have it still be the same price, but it's still technically more expensive. Yeah, because I'd I'm, be interested to see if that's how that plays I, out. I bet, I bet you're spot on with that. I bet a direction they could go is here's the one that sits in your dock all day mm-hmm. because you live in a family house and you barely take it anywhere. Sure. And here's the one for you know. A lot of uh, people in the game industry who have kids, a lot of like podcasts are saying this too. Uh, they have they have bought multiple switches, one for the family and one that they can take. So like when they travel, they can take it on the plane, right? right. But they're not taking the family console. Sure. So maybe that's exactly what that's yeah, for. Yeah, and I, I'd be worried about them making it too expensive because I feel like a big kind of the appeal of the switch is that it's convenient, like it's cheap, you know, cheaper. It's not like the switch overall you know is cheaper than like an xbox one or mm-hmm. is cheaper than like a ps4 certainly cheaper than a gaming pc yeah for sure um like I, I know a lot of people who got a switch not necessarily because it's the first party stuff which are great don't get me wrong but i think it's because they were super into the fact that it was really cheap mm-hmm. and like it was just kind of this nice easy thing of entry and this like personal thing they can carry with them so i think if they lean into that that would really be kind of a strong point for them yeah uh yeah i if that was the case i'm not sure which one i'd buy because i i'm gonna end up getting at some point i'm gonna end up getting another one so that my girlfriend and i can each have our own uh because it would be cool to play like we well whatever i'm not gonna get into the weeds on this but it would be nice to be able to play some stuff together sure. also it would be nice to play our own things at the same time sure yeah uh so yeah, I, I like the idea of if we own two switches we could tag team like we could take turns on the tv without having to do anything except lift the console out and swap it out. totally what my girlfriend and i do it's great (laughs) it's really great uh so do you when do you think we're gonna hear more about this like i'm thinking it's gonna be like an e3 thing yeah i feel like that's a hey check it out look Mm -hmm. at all this cool stuff by the way it's dirt cheap now fucking buy it yeah uh i bet i i bet it is e3 well Mm -hmm. e3 ish because if it's a nintendo they don't do e3 Three, they but, do E3. Uh, they Nintendo, right. They do the stuff Nintendo on the showroom. They just they just do a direct at E3, but That's they also right. still are part of the ESA. I don't so. know why I get so mixed up in all this stuff. It's because it's weird now. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really unusual. I I've had to ask you like four times if EA has a press press conference at uh E3, and the answer is no, but kinda. Yeah, the answer <laughs> is maybe. Well, they don't have a press conference now, but, but yeah, they also aren't at E3 anymore. So right, but they are. It, but they're anyway. across the street. Yeah, it's, right. It's anyway. a whole thing. Anyway, uh, something else that's interesting about this is, you know, th- there was a rumor that was all but confirmed. Nintendo didn't really squash it, but they didn't confirm it, as far as I know. And uh, here we are. We have it. Something happened a few weeks ago. I want to say like three weeks ago, with what we now see as the Stadia controller. Mm-hmm. There was a very similar, not quite the same, but very similar. Uh, "Quote unquote leak." Oh, that thing looked bad. That looked bad. It looked very uncomfortable. So it was a Google controller, and it just looked like a piece of plastic. Right. Uh, it didn't it look very uncomfortable. It looked very pointy. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, it looked like the, I I have a tendency to squeeze my controllers harder than I should, mm-hmm. and it ends up hurting my middle. Right. That my middle would just and ring straight fingers. up like pierce through your hand. I I could <laughs> feel the pain already just thinking about it. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, so that Thankfully was interesting. It's fake, but... fake, yeah, fakefully. Fortunately, it is fake. But uh, honestly, Google's actual controller is not that different from that. It looks better for sure. I think it looks way better. Yes, but uh, that leak. I bet somebody in the food chain realized that they were going to make their announcement soon, and that's why they made the leak. 
Like, I don't think it came out of thin air that someone mm, leaked that controller at that time. So that's interesting. Yeah, so we had the Nintendo one leaked recently. Well, the information at least. And then we had the uh, quote-unquote leak for the Google controller, which Google did say, no, put the kibosh on this. That's fake. Like, it's not real. It's all a conspiracy. Which I felt pretty foolish because someone who's like a game industry journalist who I respect tweet or uh, share that, and I just took it with a grain of salt. Yeah, a and, lot of people I follow were just like, this yeah. is awful. And then I shared it, and then it was all over. And finally, like a day or two later, somebody pointed out, they're like, yo, so this is not real. And here's just like a mock-up of a patent that they filed. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, no, I got got. I got fake news. Oh, man, I just felt like a fool because I didn't even, I didn't check. I've never any. been so happy to be wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I would have, oh, that would have been a hard sell if that was their controller. But I mean, I guess if you can use anything for a controller. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a big deal. So but. I thought that was remarkable. Uh, but yeah, so there's your Switch news. Controllers on the way. Probably an announcement near E3, but yeah, speculation. I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I... And we're almost at the end of March, which means we're almost in April, which yes. means we are almost at the beginning of like proper summer season, which means all sorts of movies, all sorts of games and oh announcements and stuff. stuff what just is E3 going to be this year, man? Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I EA's really thing don't starts know. like saturday now what time oh, what, it, well let's have let's have a more deep dive into ea speculation later because yeah like, there's just a lot going on there sure uh so i tell you what our, our other news story let's hop into it because there was another big announcement so like you said it was today it was the state of play uh the very first nintendo direct style live stream by sony mm-hmm. and uh certainly it's not as polished as uh nintendo so I actually, like, presentation-wise, because I, I watched this also during work. Sorry, boss. Um, I, I watched it. It was, like, pretty short. It was pretty to the point. They they did the Nintendo Direct thing where you they literally showed off this one thing. You saw how many things were left in the presentation. And it just kind of cycled through them. And I'm like, okay, great, cool. Uh, and then it was just like, here's some info. Here's a trailer. Here's all the info we're giving out now. Moving on to the next thing. It was very, like... It was essentially if you took a PlayStation press conference, just trimmed all of the fat from it. Like, it was very, nice. very efficient in a way well, that you would expect a Nintendo Direct to be. That's perfect because, uh, to, to unfortunately revisit it, with uh, E3, Sony has dipped out of E3 this year. And last year, uh, last year, this coming year, they canceled uh, their PlayStation experience. So, yeah, they didn't have it last year at all. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And they won't have it again. Because people complained they and, and they agreed. This year, but yeah, it, it is a... I'm pretty sure they said they're not doing it. I wouldn't it. be surprised if they didn't do one. Yeah. Because I... Yeah, I mean, I have to look it up, but I really want to say they already said, no, we don't plan on doing it because we don't have enough... We won't have enough stuff ready. Okay. Because people yeah. complained about that I in the past. I would absolutely believe that, sure. Yeah, and they agreed with it. They were like, you're right. Like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And then they said they are not going to. Uh, so if all we get are the, you know, the fat trimmed off of those presentations and said we just get these releases, hell yeah. Because I have always had issue with, like, the skits and scripts of those big conferences. Because, mm-hmm. boy, yeah, it's just, it can be pretty rough. Um, but to get rid of that altogether and just do a short and sweet, hear all the, the pretty parts kind of presentation, like a Nintendo Direct, um, I, I'm, I'm on board. Uh, it, it is interesting. It's easy to talk about. It's not confusing. Um it's, it's also, as far as I know, it was just out of nowhere. I didn't know this was going to be a thing. They announced it, like, last week. Okay. And then they're just like, hey, by the way, Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll watch it. 
Yeah, so I guess I guess this is the end of Q1, huh? Everybody's dropping their information. God, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's talk about what they talked about, mm-hmm. and let's try to I'll, I'll try to be quick here because I I didn't actually watch the presentation. I've just watched. I've read stuff secondhand. Sure. So uh, let's see. Let's go one by one here. I'm reading off PlayStation's actual blog. Uh, so the very first one is a uh, Marvel Iron Man VR game. Yeah, I did not expect it, and it looks fucking cool. It um, looks pretty cool. If I were to, to pick any sort of any Marvel like hero that people know about and have like brand recognition that would benefit, I think from a really cool VR game, absolutely it would be Iron Man. Yeah, and they have a they have a Sony Worldwide Studio working on it. Uh, so I'm really excited to see kind of what that turns into and where that goes i don't remember if they showed off a release date for it or not but i'm pretty excited about it uh yeah that like, that's perfect for shooting blasters out of your hands totally, right because you're holding totally. those controllers like i mean if you're you look like mocap iron man holding like the move controllers on the giant headset mm-hmm. anyway like and it was cool well how the trailer showed it. the uh the ui that Tony Stark sees yeah. inside of his helmets. That's pretty. That's going to be a really cool thing. Yeah. So if, I would love to see them integrate like some sort of voice command stuff. I oh boy, that I didn't even so think about cool. that. Oh uh, man, yeah, because that. man, that would be that'd, that'd be, be super rad. Cool. Telling Friday to do stuff. Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, I ho- really hope they nail the flying. Sure. Because between like motion sickness that used to be a really big problem in oh, VR. Oh, people are going to throw up in this game probably, aren't they? Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. just going to ruin so many headsets. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I booted up Google Earth VR again uh, for the first time since I've owned it now. Uh, and I I still love that thing as much as I did before. It's just flying around. It's a little... I got to get used to it again. And I hope I can speed up the rate that I do it, but that's not a big deal. That's just to say that when you Superman or Iron Man fly around... I hope they nailed it, because Google Earth VR is not a game, and so they weren't trying to nail that. Uh, but I wish it was better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really hope that is as good as... I'm uh, pretty excited it, for it. Yeah, it gets me excited. So, sure. uh, so we got that. That will, obviously, everything else at this uh, conference, if it's on VR, it's going to be on PlayStation PSVR VR only. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. There is... PS4 exclusive content for CTR Crash Test Racing Nitro Fuel Crash Team Racing Crash Team sir. What did I say Test Test Yeah I fucking love CTR a whole lot I think it's the best kart racing game Come at me Uh y- yeah you need to show me that game It's because, great Uh it still holds up incredibly well I still have a copy over like on my entertainment system of the original CTR I don't know if it runs but you know uh, if we start doing our own segments you got to pick up like arcade racers and show me some of this stuff because like i'd love to play some burnout some ctr because like well whatever i could talk a lot about that but uh yeah i'm i'm interested in more arcade Mm -hmm. racing games same same Uh, but they're they're doing uh like just uh characters are gonna have like their old ps1 style textures (laughs) for like it's a ps4 exclusive bit Mm -hmm. which is a little bit of a bummer because that game's coming out on everything essentially Mm -hmm. um but i think there's gonna be other content coming to the rest of them which is kind of a neat thing but i think that's just a cool nice little touch and i'm yeah. probably picking it up on ps4 anyway cool. so i'm cool with it but uh let's see no man's sky is getting full playstation vr support yeah so that i think is something that is really a long time coming um, yeah i think that game would have absolutely benefited from being able to just put yourself in those worlds that you're exploring and discovering um really definitely make it a lot more personal i think people probably would have stuck around with the original like vanilla version of that game a little bit longer if that was in there from the start yeah uh i i gotta decide 
if I want to give that another shot. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I already own the game on PlayStation, so if I can not I spend a lot of money. Beyond event, com- uh, a big Beyond update coming out with like mm-hmm. online multiplayer, like big, like essentially like MMO No Man's Sky. Well, I want to be cool. excited about it. I hope I can be. Like, I want to be impressed. I, I think I sure. saw the headline for that. I didn't even click it. Because really, No Man's Sky just made me so angry with how poorly... I just felt cheated and mm. died in a bunch of ways that I was like, wow, this is a video game-ass video game. And, like, for for example, I tunneled into the ground to escape a storm and just teleported me onto the dangerous surface twice. And I died and lost all my stuff. And I'm like, boy, I really... Like, that was a rough glitch. When uh, was... Uh, did you play it, like, vanilla? Or? No, that was... Uh, I played it for like two seconds during vanilla, and then yeah, after next, oh, really? it was even okay. a few months after next came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this wasn't six months ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so I was really rubbed the wrong way by that. And then uh, I I went to a planet. This is more nitpicky, but I went to a gigantic planet, just maybe the biggest planet I found. And big planets are supposed to have high gravity, right? Well, whatever. It's a video game; it doesn't have to be realistic. But I went on this planet, and it had low gravity, which was funny, but okay like i'll take it not a big deal the issue was you could fly very very high very very easily but the the distance that you'd fall and die was the same so like you would lift as if gravity was lower but you would fall as if gravity was normal and so Mm. i flew up high one time being like oh low gravity i'm not gonna die if i go up at this height immediately died lost all my stuff and i was like boy that's not how this should have worked like i really wish someone had thought about that because they thought about it halfway and then you know so i was like oh it just felt so half baked and and so the the good experiences i had in that game they were cool but the bad experiences i had were very bad Mm -hmm. and uh it's just unfortunate that i just feel so salty about it so um if (laughs) if i don't run into those issues again next time i would love to be immersed in that because i love how colorful the game is i like popping on my spotify playlist of like space music um, I want to like that game. Yeah, I really hope this makes me like it. Yeah, I I, I think it's super promising. I was like genuinely surprised. I, I know there was a lot of people speculating that No Man's Sky was going to launch on PSVR and be like the thing to get people to play it, mm-hmm. and it just never happened. And I was I honestly like they announced that. I'm like, it's not it's not there already. Like, well, you huh, know what? Let's skip right. a few of these and talk about something I wanted to say, which is uh, okay. there was a little more. Where is it here? Uh. I don't see it on here. Oh, Days Gone. Okay, so mm-hmm. Days Gone. It's basically The Last of Us little brother. I, I would say it's it's definitely different. It is. I'm I'm definitely giving it a bad rap, but it is a uh you know, the same way that a lot of Dynasty Warrior type games are modeled after Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. Well, this game seems modeled like at its core off of The Last of Us. It's like it takes a lot of the things that we liked from that, that the dark, drab browns and greens and grays setting and like narrative yeah uh so it's not the same but it's you know sure it's a a zombie it's definitely i wouldn't say inspired by but it it definitely pulls from kind of the same playbook adjacent to sure yeah yeah it's like so much sci-fi and fantasy it's all like whenever they announced it i was like you're you're really pushing two zombie games right now Mm -hmm. like i think that's really interesting because like they have been radio silent since e3 on uh on the last of us but i mean also days gone was coming out next month so my issue is no man's sky i i will keep railing on this until we stop seeing it 
but No Man's Sky was announced ages before the game came out. And honestly, a few years ago, even like a couple years ago, this stuff didn't bother me as much as it does now. But do not show me your game unless you are pretty well mm-hmm. into the development process. Like, do not advertise. I don't want to see a teaser. I don't even want to know about it until you are close-ish to releasing a game. Like, Or at least uh, something like that looks to be like you are a significant portion of the way in right like give me a trailer as far out as you could possibly give a movie a trailer like you don't put out a trailer for a movie if you don't have parts for a movie sure because you've already filmed that right and so like even with a marvel movie when it's way out like not even talking about like here at the end of all things with infinity war and all this stuff but before that, like, yeah, you'd know there's going to be another Captain America movie. Right. And, event- you know, a trailer would come out, but the trailer wouldn't come out so far in advance. That it's just, like, a title. Right. And then just, like, a tiny bit that has been filmed or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah, like, one action sequence. Sure. You know? So, uh, anyway, Days Gone has done the same thing. Um, I just, I really hope the game does well. Well, full stop. I really hope the game does well. Sure. I hope it's a great game. It, uh, all the previews for it seem to be very positive. I, I'm still, like, pretty interested in it. I'll probably pick it up and mm-hmm. give some yeah. kind of thoughts on that one. I definitely out. like to watch some stuff on that because sure. I like what it has going on. Yeah, the open it's... world stuff seems super fascinating and, like, mm-hmm. just how, like, you interact with the environment and how it pushes back, I think, is super cool. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the, the whole subgenre of, like, biker stuff. Yeah. That's not something I'm burnt out on because sure. I've never really dug into it. That's not something I think is really explored too much in in the gaming space yeah like i feel like it's like only used as kind of like a style crutch mm-hmm. it's yeah. like oh they're from the country or something or or like oh this person's fucking cool because they're on a bike <laughs> yeah they've got big sunglasses like i played a lot of devil may cry yeah you beat people up with a motorcycle that's cool as fuck <laughs> but like in this like it's very wait, wait how do, you, do you beat them up with the motorcycle or on the motorcycle or both both <laughs> okay it's amazing so like, walk me through this. How do you how do you use total your... total side note? So like you get this motorcycle made of fucking demon parts. All it's right, cool as hell. All right, and then do you think do you think Days like, Gone has zombie motorcycles? So it's just I like... doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt but it. But no, like you like grab the handlebars, which are demon horns, and then you like separate out the fucking motorcycle into two hammers that still have the wheels going so you're like just like hitting <laughs> it's so fucking cool oh my god uh, anyway they know they know their audience oh without a doubt <laughs> without That's a doubt funny. which uh by the way i don't think we're gonna have time to get into it but uh i'm gonna have a review posted here probably shortly of double May cry 5 because i want to get a review out and share my thoughts on that so i'm gonna have uh something hosted on both the GGKC site and the Heroes Podcast Network site, as well as an audio review for anybody listening to this current Gamer Heroes feed. So look forward to that at uh, some point next week. I don't know when it's coming out. I'm still working on it. Yeah, we got but... a lot going on, including Planet Comic Con this weekend. Sure, sure. But anyway. Um... Cool. Uh, so Days Gone, I hope it does really well. I just, the the release cycle of trailer versus game. Right. Really starting to bother me understand that and so i hope the game's great but i want to see more of a movie mm-hmm. a cinema style uh schedule of, of sure. releases i just you know i know i've talked about how much i like apex that they just announced it and dropped it i it just wears on me i find it fatiguing to hear about a game for so long like i i feel like i don't care about days gone because i've been hearing about it for so long sure they've been talking about it for Right, but I don't think I actually dislike it. I think I'm just tired of the marketing strategy. Understandable. Yeah, so, I think that's a perfectly valid response to that, for sure. Yeah, so I I kind of just want that to go away. Yeah. But I'm excited for the game to come out so we can see it and mm-hmm. play it. I guess uh, in the 
interest of time, because uh, we're starting to run a little long here, um, pretty much the rest of that like show was a lot of PSVR stuff. Which was uh, really there's cool. a Mortal Kombat trailer. Yeah, yeah with, and they, they closed uh, on their, like, quote, one more thing was Mortal Kombat, and they revealed some characters. I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan, but that trailer was cool as hell. Um, I haven't watched it. it. That's what I heard. It's pretty cool. Um, they're leaning into how ridiculous the whole thing, because they're just, like, bringing in time travel, and it's like, this person is this person, but older, and this person, but younger, and now they're gonna fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, really neat, dumb stuff like that. They're leaning into how, like, it, Mortal Kombat's kind of never taken itself seriously, mm-hmm. but they're, like, really leaning into the fact that time travel, time travel, also fucking stupid. <laughs> but we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, But I thought it was kind of a weird thing to end it on, like you usually think of like oh your one more thing is usually this big grand like surprise reveal like nintendo always does like their Mm -hmm. openers and closers are always just fucking fire you know um but i overall thought it was a pretty good show um i know it's the reaction's been kind of mixed online from what i've seen there's a lot of people saying they loved it there's been a lot of people saying they thought it was just really kind of a waste of time Mm -hmm. i thought everything in it looked good i thought it set the stage for them to do this all like repeat like over and over again on a regular schedule like i thought i'm with it i'm yeah, totally on i think it's great it. i think it was an absolute great first start they called it episode one so i don't know how regular these are going to be but i bet there'll be an episode two i mean probably <laughs> i hope uh, so but like it was very well polished i thought it looked really nice i'm pretty excited to see where that goes um i don't want to get into speculation too much because we are running pretty long um there's a lot to happen there there's a lot there's a lot there, and I think that Sony, I, I think it, in my mind, it sits between, if you take, like, the sliding scale of, like, video presentations that, like, quote, the big three do, I think it's sitting pretty comfortably in between inside Xbox, which I think is a great idea, but doesn't show off as much of the games and a lot of the stuff that people want to see as much as it should. And, like, you have on the other end, like, your Nintendo Directs, which are just kind of, like, the shining example of what it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think it fits pretty nicely in the middle. Um, I think uh, going forward, I I hope they would, like, kind of listen to any sort of, like, feedback they have on it and figure out what's going on. I think it'll be really cool to have them drop one and just people get used to it and then suddenly, boom, there's a fucking Last of Us trailer in it or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can really kind of surprise people by that by just keeping it as kind of reserved as possible um, yeah and i mean for me you said that it was announced that this was gonna happen about a week ago well it wasn't even on my radar sure so i i really enjoyed you know in addition to all these other announcements it was like oh cool sure. a, a new thing right. like new announcements out of nowhere yeah uh and same deal it, like so for me even though it was a week out and i missed it just the idea of like surprise i'm all about it like i just i <laughs> give me more of that like right. give me more surprises don't i don't want a slow burn just give it to me hot you know what an explosive so cool uh i bet we won't see as many announcements between now and next week i hope not i'm Boy, tired I, i'm so tired yeah. but i mean pax is next week uh pax is next week and our like, comic con is this, also is this week they're doing something there so we'll we'll fucking find out oh no pax is this weekend pax is this weekend so, too yeah it's the same weekend that's right because that was the whole thing yeah yeah. uh cool so, so uh we'll see so we're gonna be um honestly we might be fried after this we'll weekend. see what happens yeah i'd like to see if we can record an episode on that monday but we're gonna see yeah we'll cross that bridge when we get to it yeah so uh 
Uh, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, thanks for stopping by, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. We did go long, but yeah, we, I had we a good certainly time. did. Uh, if you like what you heard, consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts to help out the show and networking to grow to just do even cooler stuff. If you can't contribute financially, that's fine. Uh, just share the show with a friend or rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you've got any questions for us or want to tell, tell us how much you just love our voices, uh, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod, and your submissions just might make the show next week, if we do one. I think we're going to do one, probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably make it do happen. one. Uh, you can find my tweets at TheCamdyMan on Twitter, or you can keep up with what us GGKC folk are up to at GG underscore Kansas underscore City, or GG-KC.com, or just come hang out in our Facebook group. Just search for Looking For Geeks GGKC. Yep, boy, catch me in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, for Thomas and myself, you're doing great. We're so proud of you, and we'll see you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.